They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 12.15 Club. It is Mario here on the mic. Joined as always by Dylan, the graphics guy. You go first today, Dylan. Marvin the Prince and Eric Big German. We don't have a guest today. Yay! (laughs) Is that a bad thing or a good thing? This this does seem like the kind of day when we would just punt it to Todd to run train for thirty minutes and then all day, but we didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, he probably would have a lot of content driving up Ugh. to Syracuse for four hours, and then he's had a probably four bowls of chili today. Eric, yeah, Todd had an interesting week. He it was a bit of a roller coaster for him, some stuff behind the scenes, and like, um, so I didn't really want to put him in that situation. Um, but I'll say this week, like. It, there was a lot going on, but it was a lot of kind of the same things. We haven't had any luck booking any other wives yet. And so, yeah, you're, you're the next 30 minutes with uh, the BRGs, just whatever comes to mind. We have no rundown, but we have a little rundown. We have a little bit of a rundown. But half the items in there are jokes from Dylan. So. Yeah. Dan's listening to this, too, so we have to, like, yeah, Dan, we have a rundown. Right. We do. Right, 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 right. Dylan? Right, right, right. Yeah, the, it's got all the headlines in it, too. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I I do recall last week back to the uh, the wife having wives on topic. I think uh, Paul gave us the green light, right, to have his wife on. Is yeah. there any? Are we making any progress there, Mario? As the guest booker, that's what I was gonna say. Like to be fair, we haven't reached out to any more wives. So I mean, I guess that's on. Uh, I guess it's Mario's fault, like it always is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who wouldn't want you to do something about that? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll reach out next week and uh, yeah. we'll have somebody. Who wouldn't on. want you to reach out? We'll have uh, Penny's boyfriend on or something, right? Ranger. He's, a, he's available. <laughs> we could probably get him on, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We had a couple things happen, more so behind the scenes this week, right? Um, Carson Palmer asked for his Heisman Trophy back, which I don't know if Dan brought that up, right? Did he? Um, I don't think so. You, I think you, you're the one who's wise to that whole situation. I don't know. Should I be even talking about this right now? You're the only one that knows about it from the BRGs well, I mean, as well. But like I wasn't involved in any communication. He did go on a, like a national radio show, and that's right? true. You, you tell, it. yeah, you yeah. So I mean, he went on a serious show, I think, on the Pac-12 Network or the Pac-12 Channel, and he pretty much said that he needs his Heisman Trophy back because um, he's going into the College Football Hall of Fame in December, and they have all the awards there for the inductees, and he would like his Heisman to be there. One thing that he did say that I was like a little bit iffy on was that Dan coerced him into uh, sending the Heisman Trophy. I've listened back to that interview because I'm going to defend Dan, obviously, and Dan just asked him for it, and he was like straight up that he'd send it. I think he even sent like a card with it, like, take care of her for me. And the way he made it seem was like a little bit like he was forced to send it, which was a little off-putting. Do you think that's a tactical move? Because he doesn't want to seem like he's diminishing the value of the Heisman by just kind of like giving it away. I guess, but I mean, he diminished it when in the interview when he was like, it's just sitting in my basement with dust in it, Eric. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least now people are able to see it. He's a regular guest on our show right now. He comes every Monday during the NFL season. 
and we should get, so we showed a bunch on Mondays and like, I mean, literally, as you said, it was in his garage. It's still, it was all scratched up and mm-hmm. it was covered in dust. So I feel like we're giving it a, a much more prominent, um, display, but, um, it sounds like he's getting inducted into some other hall of fame. I don't know. If he's, football. Okay. Got it. And so I guess they, they probably want his Heisman. I don't believe that there's only one Heisman because having worked with the NFL, like there's definitely more than one trophy. Like there's more, like yeah, like the school usually has one, and yeah. he usually has one, and I'm sure somebody oh. else. There's another, I guess, copy for lack of a better uh, term. So I do know that for a fact. Yeah, where there's been like I went to UConn, so there's a national championship. It's very dusty, trophy. though, right? <laughs> it's so dusty. It's <laughs> sitting in. That's not the football national championship. Just oh, to be yeah. clear. UConn, hell no. <laughs> oh, okay. UConn has a football team. Apparently. Watch, watch <laughs> Allegedly. They're on public access, right? Yeah. Right. They are. I didn't know that, though. I didn't, I didn't know that they had multiple Heisman trophies. I thought that he got one and that's it. Like, I, I'm not saying there are multiple Heismans. I'm just, I don't believe that there's not. I think that there's more than one. There's definitely more than one um, NFL trophy that they that they pass out. I don't, know, I don't know if there's multiples of them. That they keep forever, but I, there are like around Super Bowl week. There's um, there's definitely multiple floating around Super Bowl City because like what happens if it's broken or what happens? You know what I mean? Like so, I can tell you for sure that I've had the Super Bowl trophy. I had to sign for it in my possession like three between five and three days before they're handing it out supposedly, and like I had to take it to my hotel room and like all this stuff. Like what happens if? I stole it, which I wouldn't do, but like, or what happens if it broke or whatever, right? So, like, I don't think that they would put all their apples in one box, uh, but maybe. Marv? Eric, so if we go to the Super Bowl this year and you have the Super Bowl trophy, how much money would you ask for? You hold it ransom. Say, hey, if you guys want this on Super Bowl Sunday, you got to give me. Like, how much would you ask for? Right. So, like, the goal for retirement is you want to have, what, like, five million bucks in the bank so that you can live on the interest? Yeah. Because there's no shot I work in the sports entertainment <laughs> business ever again, so I'd need at least five million dollars. Did you hold it without the white gloves? No. You can, you can tell us. Nobody's, no. Nobody's going to say anything here. No, I didn't. No, because, like, even though you know that it's probably not the only one, or maybe it's not the one that's going to get passed out... I don't know. I guess there's like a sense of reverence. And also, like, the reason that I had it wasn't just because they like me, it's because I was showing it on the shows, both Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen's shows at the time. And so, um, you know, because of that, I want to be reverent to them and their relationship. And also, it was because of NFL Sunday Ticket. And like, there was just so much um, history. And and so, like, I just wanted to be reverent to it. Um, But it is weird to just like throw it. Like, once it's in the case, you just kind of like put it in the back of the car and like drive around and like, I stopped and got lunch, right? And was like, all right. Did well. you feed it? Did yeah. You, did yeah. you like do things with it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We've had a, a bunch of valuable trophies here in studio. Which one do you think is like the most prominent? We've had um, Howard Reynolds' gold glove. We've had Darius Rucker's Grammy. We had Carson Palmer's Heisman Trophy. They've all been returned to their owners at this point. Carson Palmer's going back to him very soon. Which one would you value the most, Dylan? I mean, I think this is the easiest question ever. The Creed Platinum Album plaque <laughs> that hangs outside your room. <laughs> Honorable mention. That, that is the one seed and there is no two. 
is that directly from Creed? I didn't. I don't know. I don't know, but that's like I've thought of. Obviously, like there's so much stuff around here, and you think it's like if Dan was just going to be like pick something out of here, like what would you want? What if would he's going to get that to would, you? That's what you would take. Well, all right. The Wayne Gretzky Rangers jersey is number one, tied with the Creed thing. I honestly think that. I think it's the most hilarious thing in the studio, and the most important. That's a waste of a pick, Eric. <clears throat> What's yours? Uh, I would have to think about it. Probably, probably the Heisman, just because that's such a unique You're trophy. Such that's the most pandery pick of all time. If I took the Heisman trophy home and I had people come visiting me, that's like a conversation. It's not, piece your, in it's itself. not your Heisman. Yeah, but I, I have it in my possession. At least I listen to Creed. Marv, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Marv, I was gonna say uh, because of unfortunate events, the signed Kobe jersey. Mm-hmm. Ew, yeah, but it's signed to Dan. Like if it was signed to me, that'd be a different story. But you still take but it. Still, you, you still, can write like Marv Dan. I would definitely take it. People but know it's you gonna, work with Dan, at this but point. it's going to be hard when it says to the white mom. But I'm like, yeah, it was to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Eric. What I would say is the what was funny to me about the Golden Glove is that it honestly looked like a high school project. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like I mean I think we made Todd's phony, which was just like we bought like a ten dollar phone at Radio Shack before yeah. rest in peace, and then. Like, and then we just spray paint it, and that's exactly what the Golden Glove, Glove looks like. Um, the Grammy's cool because Let Her Cry is, like, transcending, and it'll probably still be played, like, in 100 years. So that yeah. that was kind of cool. But there's a lot of Grammys that are out there. And, you know, Let Her Cry wins, and it's not just Darius that gets it. It's the whole band and managers and people who help write the song and blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of Grammys that exist. Then There's only one Heisman Trophy awarded maybe there's one or two actual mm-hmm. physical copies of it and there's only one golden glove so i would say like in terms of valuable things that aren't ours i think it's kind of a toss-up between those two although again the coolness of letter cry has a ton of value for sure what is there a certain piece of memorabilia here that you would want to take home with you let's say it's the last day of the show dan's like you guys can all choose one thing to take home with you uh dylan you already said the no, well, i was gonna guess eric's because I know Eric's not the biggest sports fan sports in the fan, world. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe the Guy Fieri knife hanging in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh is going to... I feel that's like a, that laugh is telling that's it itself. a pretty good one. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. I see the value in a lot of stuff, and I see like how it could be cool. I don't know that I'll ever build a man cave, and if I do, I don't know what, that it'll be a it's lot. It's going to have, like, heavy machinery posters <laughs> in it. Exactly. You already built this one, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So maybe, top it. So maybe I'd take that Traeger trailer that has, like, four Traegers <laughs> on the back of it, because I think that's that's pretty cool, and maybe I could, like, start a barbecue company or build man caves or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you could just build, yeah, man, could build caves. man caves around the country. But um, I think that there'd be that'd be kind of cool, or maybe one of Dan's cars in the back. I don't know if that's uh, part considered memorabilia or not. But, uh, it's, it's, part, it's adjacent, at least. You, you don't think he'd put those up for grabs? Yeah. When he left? <laughs> he just drives away with all his cars. He's like, wait a second. I got no more. Marv, you said Kobe. Definitely. <laughs> what about you? Definitely the Kobe jersey. What do you pick? Probably a Heisman. I mean, we're not going to have it. Is there an Edgardo Afonso jersey running around here somewhere? No, there's, Ooh, the there's none of that. Dan has a lot of, like, and these things are not seen on the show, but he has a lot of bats. Like next to his bookshelf over there, I find those super cool because they belong to like Mark McGuire. Is there a Willie Mays one, or am I making that up? I'm not sure. I'm probably making that up. But that stuff is kind of just piled together there, and it kind of looks like they're just regular bats. But there's a lot of names attached to those bats that are sitting in that little corner. There's also just a ton of stuff that you wouldn't see, like watching the show. Like there's literally stuff everywhere. Eric, 
having given a lot of tours for people, um, I'm not a lot, but, um, you know, sponsors or that kind of a thing, um, or just like people who used to work on the show or whatever. The number one thing that I think people find the most fascinating is Shaq's game worn shoes yeah, because they're so so big big. and like, it's a state, it's a statement. I think Shaq's shoes kind of transcend, um, sports and like, honestly, well, I have a lot of friends that are sports fans and obviously I know a lot. I probably know more about sports than I lead on just because I've worked in sports for the last 10 years. Well, more than 10 years now. Um, but at the same time, like it's not. If I built a man cave, I think it would be more like bar centric, lots of TVs, um, okay. cool lighting, that kind of a thing, and and less like a bunch of sports memorabilia. Um, so maybe Shaq shoes. If I had to go with a sports thing, okay. Speaking of memorabilia, Dan has a bunch of these, but we don't have one. An Emmy. We don't have an Emmy, mm. but we did get an email this week, or we did right. All of us got the email. Uh, asking you whether or not we wanted to buy the certificate. Any of you guys planning to buy it or the plaque or whatever it is, Dill? Um, I just like to point out it is pretty hilarious concept. To, to get, they're like, <laughs> you can buy this plaque for being nominated if you want. Eric. Well, that's what's funny is the email starts with congratulations. <laughs> congratulations, you lost. And that's what Dan said on the show. He's like, he's like, I got the email and I was like, okay, well, did we win? Is there a mix up? Like, what happened? Um, I bought the plaque. I will say that. Um, Why? So I've been nominated and listed all four years that the show has been nominated and listed. Um, not necessarily everybody that works on the show has gotten listed over time because there's like a cost to every name that's listed and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was fortunate to have all those. And I've won a few other um, Emmy nominations in the past. I haven't won an actual Emmy, but th- this time my uh, title is director. And while director isn't necessarily what my career aspirations are, it's pretty cool to be an Emmy nominated director. I was like, all right, I'll do that. But I'm not going to buy all four. I'm like, it's like 1500 bucks. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I'm like, you know, and then like, okay, so you just display them all like in a row. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's kind of a hard out move. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if they like, were yeah. Emmys, if you had four Emmys oh, lined up, I'd have an Emmy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sure. is kind of funny too, just having four and people go to read and they're like, oh, nom- okay, first one nominated. Second one nominated. <laughs> Third, yeah, yeah. this one's probably it. nominated. Fourth, <laughs> and nominated. Yeah, Are you gonna buy one? <laughs> I don't. Know. Maybe if I have a couple and I'm on my computer at night and be like, yeah, whatever. I'll just get this thing. <laughs> yeah, instead of betting on the uh, Ravens this yeah. weekend, just use it for it, I'll something look at it memorable. as three hundred dollars. I could have lost betting. <laughs> now you have something valuable. And now in it's your an hand. investment. Someone will probably buy it. Right? Marv, nah. If it's the real trophy, oh, that's that's easy, but. If you're Eric, I completely understand that. Like, you know what? Emmy-nominated director, look at that. And so, just like we have, you know, Academy Award-nominated actress or actor on Mm -hmm. our show or whatever. So, I completely understand that. But if we get the real trophy, like, if if we're nominated next year and we win, oh, I'm bringing that everywhere. Like, we talked about that. Like, one, I'm buying it. Two, I'm bringing it everywhere. It's going to be my second child. (laughs) And so... Third child. Dylan's Everybody not knows Dylan's, Dylan's not my real son. <laughs> so we have a running joke here behind the scenes. I don't even know how it started, but it's that Dylan's Marvin's long lost child. We were down in Disney World, me and my family, and I sent Dylan a snap of what we were doing. He basically invited himself to be our second child. And it's hard for us. You know, I'm 37. My wife's 36. It's really hard for us to have a 25 year old. <laughs> But anything's possible, and literally, it's the running joke now, and uh, 
like my wife's in on it too. Like she met Dylan for the first time at a Christmas party when he had a bolo tie on. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and so she was asking or Dylan was like, I'm gonna have another drink and <laughs> Eric was like, Did you ask your mom? And so you know, my wife's like, Dylan, how many do we have? And he's like, eight. She's like, go ahead. And she, she looks at me and she goes, it's not my real kid, so whatever. And you know what? I've never felt like your real kid ever. <laughs> There's a lot of running jokes that we have back here that, I mean, I don't think even Dan and the guys Well, m- most really of them just make understand. no sense. Like, it's like, at all. I don't even know how to explain what they are. How to we we kind of, dr- we dropped them during the show. They're like little Easter eggs during the podcast and nobody's really going to pick up on them except if <laughs> they're, you're... They're Easter eggs guy. for no one. <laughs> yeah. right, right. They're our own Easter eggs. <laughs> but it, the, the backroom guys do have quite the... Uh, group chat we text we have like a group text there's, there's, there's meme wars going on at the moment yeah they're extreme meme wars <laughs> mean meme wars <laughs> literally and figuratively marv you know what should we reveal some of these to dan or would dan be like yeah i think we what should is have. wrong with you guys yeah. we've tried to tell dan some of the jokes that we make oh, you, and he's oh, never he's really on, on board oh he's out on them we'll Especially, say one and he just walks out it's oh yeah for li- sure it's called pleading the fifth you're like i'm not part of this at all. <laughs> Great sense of humor here at the uh, Dan Patrick show. Yeah, across the board. Right. Speaking of backroom guys, Tyler, we wanted to have Tyler on today, but he hey, wanted no part in when it. When was the last time Tyler was on? Why do you think he wants to be on with us, Eric? You're his cousin. I don't know why he doesn't want to be on. Um, you know, he was a part of the show at the beginning, and then he kind of just felt like he wasn't contributing regularly, and so he kind of tried to step away. And I, I do think that Tyler, like, um, he wants his, it takes him sometimes a little while to get his thoughts out and the show format is at least tries to be quick answers and move on. So I think that he just is kind of like, you know what? I'm good. And he wants to kind of stay mystery man and stay behind behind chat row. Fair enough. We golf with him this week. Yeah. How'd it go? Uh, it went a lot better than any other time that we've golfed with him. In what way? Because I don't know that we've uh, revealed a ton of the issues in the past. Okay, so our golfing started with Tyler during the mismatch. Uh, when we broadcasted it, we did it on YouTube, Dan was hosting it. Uh, that day, Dan said he'd never golf with us again after that. I don't know why. He didn't give specific reasons. Uh, maybe it was the fact that we shot 60s on the front nine, but um, I'm not going to assume. Um, so we golfed with Tyler a couple times after that, and his attitude, for lack of a better term, sucked just not fun to golf with him so we'd stopped golfing for him with him for a little bit and then this week we golfed with him again we we're like let's just give it another shot and it went well it went well he said he didn't change anything but uh that's not true eric it's funny because tyler um he certainly gets frustrated and i think that's his biggest problem is once the ship starts taking on water he can't bail it out fast enough um and so then he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go home. And then that's demoralizing to other people. And so I think there's a couple of issues that he has there. But he golfs like at least two to three times a week um, all summer, like since April. So and he bought like a rangefinder, which is kind of funny because he like was super stoked about it. And then um, like I could just imagine him out there like, you know, for me, and I guess maybe it's because I don't golf much. And when I do, I'm just all I'm trying to do is move the ball forward and relatively straight. Um, you know, I think Tyler, you know, he's good, 
but is it is he so good that like the eight or ten yard difference is really going to move the needle that much? Like I don't I'm, maybe I just don't understand golf well enough. Um, but he's very proud of his rangefinder. But I'm glad you guys had fun. I'm glad that he's kind of turned a new page there. Hopefully, you guys can play golf more frequently. Yeah, I think we will. I think we'll, we're going to give it another shot. He golfed with Dan this summer too um, at Dan's club. And the thing is that was like a little bit frustrating about it is that he would not show those colors to Dan in one slightest. So when we come back and tell Dan, yeah, we had a rough round with Tyler yesterday, he's like, that doesn't make any sense because Tyler's just not like that. You know, he doesn't really believe us and we kind of lose credibility to Dan. Um, but he kind of like really brings it back when he golfs with Dan. I, I think he had everyone fooled for a while, everyone being Dan fooled for a while. Um but I think I think Dan's pretty wise, dude. I think he he probably knows like Tyler's not going to start pitching a fit like playing one on one with Dan at his club. Yeah, he saves that for us. But yeah, until recently, until last one. I mean, last outing. That and now we there may did. be many more rounds to follow. Me and you golfed with Dan this summer, right, Dill? Yeah, we did. I was so bad, but you got like you got to make the best of it. Yeah, like it, that's a, it's an inherently frustrating thing. There's a lot of pressure, too, because when you're golfing with Dan, people are obviously paying attention to who Dan Patrick's golfing with, and people are watching He's like, what is he doing house. with these idiots? Yeah, and we're just slicing the ball into the wood, and you know we're walking each other's line. Yeah. But we had fun. I also, um, speaking of Tyler, on a different note, I think um, Tyler's had a pretty good run. Of, we used to have Tyler on for Meat Friday to kind of recap Meat Friday, didn't we? Yeah, we had we, once or twice we did it, and then he... I think he's had a, a fairly good run the last couple of weeks. With he did uh, t- dueling chilies today. Chili. He did uh, tenderloin. As, as a everyone weeks who watches better know who watches the show, it was National Chili Week for the fifth time this year. <laughs> <laughs> National Sausage Chili Week. Mm. Come on, I think that's all we got this week, right? Anybody have anything else to say here? All right, we'll catch you guys next week. For myself, my Ariel, Eric the Big German, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye.